another episode of Speaking of the Devils, where we talk about everything Manchester United. My name is Kilbener. Today, we're going to jump right into it, because this man is single-handedly keeping my lights on. Marcus Rashford. He, wonder star kid, wonder boy, whatever you want to call him. You know, he's supposed to be the next man in line to be the one at Manchester United, and he has just failed at every turn ever since he had that one breakout year to build up on that. So what's... Let's, let's dive right into it, because I saw this drop in real time. Marcus Rushford put out a tell-all article on the Players' Tribune. Mind you, here's the performance. Uh, 25 matches played in the Premier League. He has five goals, two assists. Last year, he had 17 goals, five assists. The year before that, four goals, two assists, and he was hitting double-digit goals the 2018-2021. So, it's up and down with him. He's having a bad year. Uh, and what could attribute to such actions? Well, we heard about Marcus Rashford going out to parties. He was out late. He was missing stuff. And when you hear this, you think, okay, well, maybe that might attribute to the fact that you're struggling to play. You're not hitting the peaks we expect you to hit. So, here we are. I'm going to break down what he said. Let's go. Let's start. The first sentence is, I don't normally like to respond to things said about me. Okay. Okay, good. You know what? This is the first time I've heard such communication between a player and fans and criticism since Cristiano Ronaldo way back when he played for Manchester United. But we, I'm on that. We get that. All right. Next sentence is, he's, it's not my nature. I'm an introvert. Okay. I don't see many introverts going out to parties, but hey, hey, whatever, whatever. Because I'm trying to give him a benefit of the doubt. Because I want this man to succeed. He's 26 years old, right? He's been the wonder boy for so long. He could he could generally be Manchester United's next great forward. But when you saw the behavior that he exhibited, how he, he doesn't want to play in the center, he doesn't want to be the star striker, he wants to play on the wing, okay, whatever. And you're going out late, you're partying, this, that, and the third. Okay, fine. Whatever you want, Marcus. But eventually we have to get payoff. We have gotten five goals from you this season. Our top goal scorer is Scott McTominay. So what's happening? But let's go. Let's continue. He said, I don't even like talking about myself unless I really know you. So 99% of the time, I can ignore the noise. But sometimes certain lines get crossed and I can't help but want people just to understand who I am as a person. Okay. Okay, well, let's, let's continue. Let's see. He said, I'm not trying to have a go at the media. I understand the game. You know what I mean? They're not trying. They're not really writing about me. It's like they're writing about this character, Marcus Rashford. It can't just be about me, a 26-year-old lad who, on a night out or a lad getting a parking ticket. It's got to be about how much my car costs, guessing my weekly salary, my jewelry, or even my tattoos. It's got to be about my body language and questioning my morals and speculating about my family and my f football future. There's a tone to it that you don't get w with all footballers. Let's just leave it at that. Okay, Rash. Rashi, I understand. You are under a microscope. You are a black footballer. You play for Man the biggest club in the world, Manchester United. You're English, right? So the English pundits are going to love you. They're going to watch every move you do. You're like Raheem Sterling. You're basically this generation's Raheem Sterling. Because you're going to be mag 
everything. The son picked that man apart. That man could buy his mama a house, and it'd be picked apart saying, oh, where'd he get this money from? Is he laundering? They, that's how the media worked. So I get that. They're watching you like a hawk, Marcus. I get that. And you know what? I get they'll pick you apart for having a night out. However, if if the media can put two and two together that your performance is struggling and you're having these late night outs, maybe give it a rest. Maybe don't go out. I get maybe have have a night out for your mental blah 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 or park. You know, you you should be smarter than this. You're 26 years old. That's the thing. You understand how the game works. You've been in the limelight for so long. And now that when you were doing really well, these people were praising you. But now once once stuff has gone, once you're not having these fantastic seasons and people are watching you, it just comes with the profession. I understand. But you have to keep an eye out. You have to watch. You have to, you have to realize what you're doing. A night out, yeah, go have a night out with the guys, whatever. But if your performance is struggling, the media will pick up on that. But let's continue. He said, I think some of it goes back to the pandemic. I was just trying to use my voice to make sure that kids weren't going hungry. You know, because I know exactly how it feels. For some reason, that seemed to rub people a wrong way. It seemed like they were waiting for me to have a human moment so they can point a finger and say, see... This is who he really is. I thought when he was feeding the children, it was a really great idea. Uh, you know, really selfless person. Uh, I'm I'm not completely up to date. I know about the Tories and the laborers and all that and English politics, but um, feeding children should not be that much of a controversial statement. But sadly, it is. But we continue. Uh, he said, listen, I'm not a perfect person. When I make a mistake, I'll be the first to put my hand up and say I need to do better. But you ever question my commitment about to Manchester United, that's when I have to speak up. It's like somebody questioning my entire identity and everything I stand for as a man. I grew up here. I have played for his club since a boy. My family turned down life-changing money when I was a kid so I can wear this badge. Do you want to talk about cars? Imagine being five, six, or seven, taking four different buses to get across town to get to go to training. It's not an exaggeration. Ask my mom. Somebody had to take off work to go with me because no one had a car in our family. No one had a license. In them early days, it was two buses into town. Then we had to walk through the city to get to the other bus out of town to get to Salford. Even in pouring rain, nothing really good to eat. Training for hours with my mom, sat there waiting for me, not knowing a thing about football, just doing it out of love. Then the same back home. Just chase, chase my dream of playing for United. That's not me moaning at all. I loved every second of it. You know what the first thing said and told us at the cliff? Express yourself. Tony Whelan... Even Mulvey and Mike Glennie still do this to this day. St- or no, still to this day, some of the best advice I've ever gotten in football. Okay, lots to unpack there. He's going, you know, he's going like all the route. Like, I've earned this, I've earned this stuff. And I get that, right? You've worked hard for it, congratulations. Uh, your hard work will not be, I'm not going to slag you off for your hard work. You've earned. You've earned this money, Rashford. You've earned it. Right? You've earned the money. Now, what you do with your money, I'm not going to pocket watch. You can buy these cars you you want. You can buy whatever you want. But I can correlate. I, as a fan, 
or someone that watches can correlate, hey, this man has more cars than goals. I can I can see that. You can have four, you can have five, six, seven cars. You have more cars than goals this season. I can I can still criticize you if you're performing badly, right? You're probably a better player than me. You are a better football player than me, a hundred percent. But I still have the right to criticize when I watch you every week. When I wear, when I have the keychain attached to my keys. When I have the flag above my bed. When I have the jersey hanging in my closet. I still have the right to criticize. Hey, this player is not performing. Right, and when we, when we realize when we see a drop off in your performance, this year, right. It. I can only assume. That something's going on. Because believe it or not, you had more. You have had from 2018 to this year. You have had better years. This is one of your worst years. One of your worst years. For England, you perform. For United, you do not. And I want to root for you so badly. I want to support you. I would love to get onto this podcast and be like, Manchester United have performed so well. Marcus Rashford has been so good. Marcus Rashford is single-handedly carrying this team to a trophy, to a Premier League, to a FA Cup. I don't care. I would love to hop onto this podcast. But that's not the reality we live in. The reality we live in is that you have five, six, seven cars, whatever. You have five goals this season in the Premier League. We are out of Europe. We are out of Europe. Out of it. The boys are not performing. You're I you're you were bred to be the captain, you're not the captain. You're 26 years old. You've been you're a Manchester boy. We're supposed to be rooting for you. I don't care about what the media is saying, right? I do not care. But when I see you're having a night out and your performance is looking this bad, I'm sorry. I I, I what am I supposed to correlate? Or come come out front of us. Why has your performance been so terrible? So let's continue with this with the story. He it goes. People actually think I'm weird. This is Marcus Rashford, by the way. People actually think I'm weird when I start talking about what Man United means to me. Because if you're not me, I'm not sure. It because if you're not me, then it, I'm sure it almost sounds fake. But when you have. But you have to understand, when I was young, playing for United was everything. It was out of reach for us. It was hard to get there. It was even harder to stay there. I remember I used to have these five-a-side tournaments all over Manchester where every player had to pay a pound to get in. Had to pay a pound to get in. It was all ages. You had kids playing almost against grown men. I'd always be asking my mom for a pound because if you won a whole tournament, your team got all the prize money. It was just enough for a ticket to Old Trafford. We were so young, but we actually won it a few times. Okay, so more character building, more saying that how much the club means to him. And I don't question how much the club means to him. I think it means a lot to him. I can understand that. But I do I think his number one priority is to bring this club to the heights that it was? I don't think so. Because he would have made the move to center forward if, if people had asked him. If whatever he needed or whatever coaches needed from him, I feel like he would have given it. 
So I I think Manchester United may be maybe his second second priority, but I feel like his comfortability is is probably first. You know, he wants to play where he likes to play. He you know, and if he's going to have night out, go have those night out. But I but you're a footballer. I mean, every every footballer has been caught out having a night out. But in the circumstances where you got caught, where you were caught, that those were different. It, it was what I saw. It was just. It was disappointing. It was disappointing. Because no matter what people say, right, you basically speak for this club. You are the Manchester child. You have been playing for this club for so long. I don't care about Bruno Fernandes. I don't know. He might be the captain. You Realistically, you should be the captain. You should have the armband. So what you do has been magnified so much that it is concerning. So well, let's continue. To me, just being there was like, it was everything. We used to stay until everyone had gone. The stadium was nearly empty, just looking around, listening. Old Trafford really has this sound to it. It's like a surround sound echo and so calming me. For a kid who moved around a lot, it's always felt like my home. When something is inside you like that, it's just inside you. No one put it there. It's just there. When I was about 10 to 11 years old, I was getting a lot of attention. We had all kinds of agents and clubs trying to pass things to my family. United still hadn't signed me to a scholarship, and people were offering all kinds of things. A few clubs offered us life-changing money. We'll buy the family home. We'll put cars in your garage. Oh, no, we'll buy the family a home. We'll put cars in your garage. We'll change your family's life. At the same time, my mom was working as a cashier at Ladbrokes. My brother was working for AA. They had everybody tell me just take the deal. But they knew my dream was to play for United, so they never pressured me. I didn't know how many people knew this, but I actually played two academy games for that one club to see how I liked it. I remember walking out of the dressing room, seeing my mom and my brothers, and they asked me, what did you want? What do you want to do, stay or go? She said, or no. And then Rashford said, I want to go back to United. That was it. We got back on the bus. We bet everything on ourselves, all our chips. Looking back at it now, seeing how amazing young players never made it to the first team, it was a huge risk. But for me, it was the only choice. I remember around that time we had a family meeting, and I said, if we do make it to play for Manchester United someday, I want to be able to look you all in the eyes and say that you've... I want to be able to look you all in the eyes and say that you've not changed. I want you to look me in the eyes and say I've not changed. Okay, more character building. Uh, let's see. Rashford still still telling the story about you know his grind and then, I mean the grind is respectable. Uh, you know it's not easy to make it pro. And the 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 way youth academies are set up, like it's almost you have to dedicate your life to it, and you might you not even making it can can break a break a child it generally can uh we've heard the stories about academy players like you know 
ending their their lives over not making teams and it's just it's heartbreaking so i'm not taking that for granted that grind is ridiculous and to take that risk i mean go good for them uh people think they know my family story but they're not they're only scratching the surface there's a lot that people don't know because they don't feel comfortable sharing it all while i'm still playing but the struggle was real it wasn't a commercial it wasn't a movie people say that i'm from withenshaw but i had to move all over as a kid i stayed everywhere home was with my auntie Mossai was with my nana trollton with my brother for a while saltney avenue in withington withington all over but I wouldn't change any of it. As hard as it was, because it molded me into who I am, I'll still run into guys from where I used to live, and we'll just start shaking our heads and laughing like, do you remember those days, bro? If you know, then you know. You know what's crazy? I probably shouldn't even admit this, but I used to go back home during my first season of United First Team and play street football with my friends on my days off. That's my culture. That's still a part of me. I think it's one of the reasons I made it out. If you don't live it with us, then you don't. I don't expect you to understand. There's a thing with my mom always used to say when I was young, young. She said, nothing is for free, Marcus. That wisdom wasn't about football. She didn't tell that. She didn't tell me that just to keep me away from agents. It was about life in general. Every year it goes by, I understand more and more. Nothing's for free. Money is great. It's a blessing. But dreams are priceless. For me, I, even 11 years old, playing for United was my only goal. I remember around that time, I was still trying to get signed. Waza and Cristiano came by to do something with all the academy lads, and I was just looking at them in awe. You know what I mean? They had a photographer there, and at the end, of the, and at the end, all of us kids had a chance to get a picture with them. I remember hanging in the back away from everyone. I remember my brother saying, "Go take a picture with Waza, bro. What are you doing?" He said. Then Rashford said, "I don't need a picture." The brother said, "Don't need a picture." Then Rashford said, "I'm going to be playing alongside them someday." Then Rashford continued his uh, interview. I think the, I was the only child who didn't get a photo. After we turned down the money, there was just this hunger inside me. I didn't get, I didn't see myself as a kid anymore. I had to grab my opportunity and change our lives. Period. To be able to go on, and really live that dream as a kid from Manchester, as a kid from, whom, Mossside, Trollton, Withington, Withenshaw. If you think I would ever take that for granted, then you simply do not know me. Listen, the thing is, football can be a bubble. I have tried to stay a normal person. I have tried to keep my name and my same friends. I have tried the, my best not to change, even when I'm on a night out or on holiday. But there's another side of that. I'm a human being. I've made mistakes that a lot of our lads in their 20s make. I've tried to learn from them, but I've also made sacrifices no one sees. The thing that I want you to understand is that money is not what keeps you playing through the hard times. It's the love of the game, plain and simple. We all know that this has been the club in transition for the last few seasons. When we're winning, you're the greatest friends in the world, and that's fact. We need more of that old-school positive energy around the club. I know that kind of atmosphere can do because it kept me going through my worst moments. Every time I walk onto the pitch, I hear the fans singing my name, or when I look around Old Trafford for kickoff, I feel that same energy. Deep down when I look around before every kickoff, I'm still a fan. I can't get that out of my blood. I'll never forget the first time I visit, or I can't, I'll never forget the first time I played at Anfield, and I felt that atmosphere. 
of United versus Liverpool from the pitch, and I heard that whistle go and the roar of the crowd, and I had so much railing that I almost got sent off early in the match. I loved James Milner, but I sprinted straight at him and flew in for a reckless tackle because I had just so much emotion going through me. Not as a United player, but as a United fan who just happened to be out on the pitch against Liverpool. I remember coming and telling my family, we need to get this under control right now. I need to find a way to take the fan part on me or else I'll be getting, or else I'll be getting sent off every game. I can take criticism. I can take any headline from podcasts, social media, and papers. Hey, podcast. I <laughs> continue. I can take it. But you start questioning my commitment to the club and my love for football and bringing my family into it. Then I simply ask you to have a bit more humility. All right. Big, 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 long chunk right there. Big, right? He basically detailed his whole history to us. Said he's a fan at heart. And I get that. I understand uh, you know, and there is a line with criticism that you can't cross. You can't attack a man's family. You really cannot. You can attack, you know, his, you can attack a lot, but the attacking family is, it's a low blow. You shouldn't really be crossing that line. And, uh, you know, media sadly has been doing that lately. So, but we're going to continue. So. If I'm honest, honest, a part of me doesn't mind it when people doubt me. When everyone is telling me they love me, I get suspicious. I know the way the world works. I'd become a man really young. Or no, he said I had to become a man really young. Always had to rely on myself. Whenever I've been in my darkest places, it always feels like the half the world is against me. I tend to go off by myself for a couple days and reset, and then I'm fine. I think it goes back to me as a kid dribbling all over the street until my, on my own until it was dark and I couldn't see the ball anymore. I can hear my mom shouting for me to come home. That's just me being an introvert, needing my space to reset. Other times when, I hasn't, when that hasn't worked, I found someone to talk to. Sometimes the way, that's the way to do it. But every time I've been down or physically or mentally, I, feel like, I always feel like that's when I turn, around, turn it around and play my best football for United or England. I promise you, the world has not seen the best of this United squad and these players. We want to be back playing Champions League. We want to have... Then we have a mentor... <clears throat> Hold on. Hold on. This is a big part. Hold on. Hold your horses here. Oh, boy. He's making a promise. Write this down. Take a clip. It is February 29th. I'm recording this. Write this down. Don't lose it. Put it in your pocket. Put it in your... Put it on your nightstand. Remember this. This man said, I promise you, the world has not seen the best of this Man United squad and these players. We want to be playing back in the Champions League. Then we have a massive international tournament at the end of the season. We will be back where we belong. We just have to keep working. And that starts with me. If you back me, good. If you doubt me, even better. That is the end of what we just read. This man has stated that we will be back where we belong. Now, is it up to Marcus Rashford to make that decision? I don't know. What I need from this man, right, since this has dropped. Since this has dropped. Since this has dropped, I need to see something from him. The past few games have been nerve-wracking. 
the past few games. West Ham, we battered them on February 4th. Aston Villa beat them. Luton Town beat them. We lost to Fulham. And then we snuck one past Nottingham Forest. So we are playing Manchester City on Sunday, March 3rd. This might come out the day before. So, what I need to see from this next string of games, City, Everton, Sheffield United. I need to see some sort of... Uh, I need to see some sort of points on the board from Rashi. I needed to see something. Because when you drop something like this, when you answer to the criticism, when you answer to the haters, when you answer to something, two things happen. You either wilt or you grow. I need to see some sort of progression from Marcus Rashford. I need to see the same person I saw the first time he, the first couple seasons. The young lad that was scoring goals for Manchester United looked happy to play. Need to see something from Marcus Rashford. I need to see something from him. Anything. I am tired of watching Scott McTominay be our top goal scorer. I want to do the Rashford celebration. I do. <coughs> you are 26 years old. So what... What? So at the end of the day, what I am questioning, does this motivate the team? Manchester City has been on a roll. And I'll admit that. I'm not I am not going to this game against Manchester United to deal with Manchester City. I'm not. I'm not expecting it. I the, it'd be ridiculous of me to do such a thing. Every go in there, we get battered. So I'm I'm not even if Rashford wants to score on that, go ahead. But what I need to see is this team turn up against Everton and Sheffield. And I need maybe Rasmus Hoyland. He's the he seems to be have heating up. It was I think I missed it because I hadn't been recorded. But Hoyland has set the league on fire. And I told people I said on the very podcast, let this man cook, let him develop, because now. He gets in position, he just hadn't connected, but now he's developed. And now he's actually scoring goals for Manchester United. He is slowly becoming one of my favorite strikers for Manchester United. So, it doesn't look like he's going to play against City, which which is a big conundrum. Um, Because who's going to put the goal, who's going to put the ball in the back of the net? I don't know. We can't depend on Scott McTominay. So... Uh, I just want to touch on this. The FA, or no, the cup final. There was a big cup final, Liverpool versus Chelsea, right? Uh, it was, it was a boring affair, um, equal, equal. Chelsea looked poor. Liverpool, I mean, it was a back and forth game. Chelsea just couldn't finish. And Liverpool wins it in, uh, in extra time of Riddle Van Dyke header, Chelsea billion dollar billion pounds put into this club to choke their fourth final in a row. Love to see it. I love I love the hate. I love to hate. So 
Uh, let's leave off on that good note. Because as I said, I'm not expecting City to win. Or no, I'm, just, I'm not expecting City to win. I'm expecting United to lose. And it might be bad. It might be ugly. The last time these two teams met, it was 3 nothing City. It wasn't even worth turning the television on. So, and they have done nothing to prove to me they have been so battered with injuries as well. Bruno Fernandez is apparently injured. There have been so many. The hospital beds are loading up, and that hospital is overflowing with United players to the point where I don't even know if we can score a goal. We're, we might have teenagers on the pitch. It's going to look bad. If you want to watch a different game, I don't blame you. This United team does not look like they can handle City. This City team doesn't even look amazing. They, But they just can get the job done. And that's what I've been wanting from this United team for the past 10 years. Just to get the job done. And they just cannot. They do not. It is painful. They, <laughs> It was one nothing against Brentford and I saw that game. It was with City. City beat Brentford one nothing, and that was. Could you imagine? Could you could you picture that? This City team has been struggling, and they're still winning. They're in a title race against Liverpool. Do you think they're really gonna drop points to United? I don't think so. I don't think at all. I do not believe that. There are three teams in a title race. I don't think City drops the points here. United, if they bring out a draw, I'll consider it a win. And that's the bottom line. So, this has been Speak of the Devils. I have been your host, Caleb Bernard. We talk about everything Manchester United. Uh, we talked a little bit about cup finals today, just to make fun and lighten the mood. Uh, thank you. See you guys later.